Welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxton, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Parkin. All right, Parkin, how's your week been, mate? Evening, Rob. Yeah, um, slightly sort of uneventful. We had a hospital trip, as usual. Um, but other than that, dog walking and trying to stay dry. I think that's been the main uh, emphasis on this week. Yeah, weather's been awful, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, you know, after you know last year's glorious sunshine for like three months it felt like we just had rain we had a bit of a bit of a brief sun moment last couple like was it last week but all been downhill since then i did sadly predict it i said after being locked in for a year this will be the an awful summer we'll be locked in again for another year yeah I get, it, it very clear it's supposed to be a heat wave coming so fingers crossed got to start believing parky that's all that's yeah. all that matters yeah um yeah so we, we, we're doing it a bit different uh, this week we've got our, our YouTube channel um, up and running, Parker. So we decided to put the podcast on YouTube. So we, we've decided to have a bit of a, sh- a, a shave and a, and a wash to, to make me look self presentable. You've got a nice uh, uh, studio set up by the, by, the, by the look of it behind you. Yeah, got, uh, got paradise just there. Remember, anyone who remembers it. Yeah, um, I, I've had to. I'll be honest. It, it's uh, it's all a big smoke screen. This um, covering up. Lots of building work, um, but yeah, that'd be quite a novel idea. But uh, yeah, we're we're on uh, we're on YouTube, uh, and this is a man with a face for radio. So <laughs> you know, I apologise now to anybody watching, but uh, this is what you get. This is what you get, and they love it, Packer. That's all that matters. They, you know, they tune in week in, week out uh, to t- listen to us talk all things Salford Red Devils. You know, we appreciate the support. It's fantastic. Obviously, like- you know, it's grown from tiny acorns nearly eight years ago uh, to what we're doing now. It's it's unbelievable, really. Oh, it is, and you, and you see the feedback on Twitter and, and things like that. And it it does, you know, it makes you feel a bit. And I don't give you a warm glow. I think um, to know that people are out there listening because you know. It, Got plenty of things to do with their lives, yeah, and uh, and do enjoy the show, and it's good. It's good to, to be, be great one day to have uh, the ability to to hear what they think, you know, as live if you like or something mm. like that. But obviously, they can send feedback via Twitter and, and just let us know how it's going. Yeah, the the world is our oyster pack here. Who knows? We can push back barriers and and sit and see where we go. Yeah, yeah, virtual reality one day. <laughs> That's what it's all about. So we've got loads to go at uh, today. Uh, we're going to look back at the, the Saints game, uh, all the big news uh, coming out of the club, and then we're going to preview uh, the Wigan game. And also got Paul's uh, Paul White says, I'm at report, so all I'm at the size have started playing, uh, Paul. So that'll be interesting to, to see that. Yeah, hallelujah. Good to have them back. Again, shame about the weather they've come back to, but uh, and I must admit I'm a bit fair weather at the moment. I've not, been to, I've not ventured out to go and watch anyone, but I will do once the weather fucks up a little bit. Uh, even if I need an umbrella, I'll, I'll be. I'll certainly make me tour around uh, the amateur clubs. Yeah, it's going to be going to be exciting. So let's start now uh, talking about the defeat against uh, Saint Helens last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils travelled to Saint Helens, Paul, and lost twenty-eight points to nil. Great, well, let's say defensively sound, attacking wise, not so sound. Yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, we, we've had it difficult there playing Saints twice so early on in the season. You know, twice in six six games or whatever. Nobody nobody deserves that. That's awful. Um, and then playing them away at, at, at their place, 
And that defence has been so mean all season. It's no surprise that we did struggle a little bit in attack. It is concerning. It is, because we seem to be going through sort of through, through the motions a little bit when we got we got chance to have a, a go at them uh, and made it a little bit easy for them. Uh, I don't think we attacked the flanks enough. Uh, we've got some great, great outside backs and I don't think we made the most of them. We tried going through the middle a lot and they just seemed to lap it up. But like like you say, defensively, we looked okay. And if, if we hadn't let in that try at the end, the scoreline would look really good, I think. But that last second, that, that switch off of, you know, it's, it's 80 minutes and we went for, you know, 30 seconds, let them get on the on the front foot again. Uh, and, and they scored. Um, they, they, again, there was encouraging signs. I mean, let's not forget how good Saints are. They're, they're a fantastic side. And, and when, they, when they're on song, when they, you know, let the ball go. And it is a different style under Wolf, I will admit, to what we've seen before. But they seem to have mastered everything. Their defence now is as good as anything I've seen in the Super League era. Um, they're, they're really, really mean. And uh, and they did stop us playing a little bit. And again, we seem to fail to get out of our half, which is a massive issue for us. And it has been for for a number of weeks, even you know probably since the season started. Um, but you've got to credit their defence. Whether it was onside all the time, I, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, they're, they're on you straight away, and they they know who's getting the ball. They seem to be able to read us a little bit easily, but. Uh, There'll, there'll be uh, there'll be I won't say easier games as such, but there'll be there'll be games where we'll get a little bit more freedom and and be able to express ourselves against teams. But you you don't want to face Saints twice, not not at the moment. You know they've got fully fit squad basically, and uh, it was always going to be difficult for us. Yeah, um, started six nil uh, to Saints. Try from Warmsley, and then it sort of towards half time, uh, Paul. We went through a period of of five. Uh, sets where we didn't complete through to errors and I felt that kind of affected us going to that second half and, and the and the opportunity uh, for us where we went down the wing and, and Theo, uh, not Theo, um, Tui Lola here trying to throw a long ball out and it all got intercepted and Theo picked the ball up and scored and I thought because we'd, coughed, we'd made errors in them sort of the previous five sets in that first half, I think mentally we were, we were trying to sort of do something because we kept coughing the ball up and yeah we have to be adventurous we have to try and score tries but at that point at 6-0 that early in the second half was it was it the right decision we do, we talk about you know Tuilar here playing off the cup and cuff and being sort of the, the creative one but it was it was the heartbreak because if obviously if that kick goes into the right position we go and score but unfortunately it landed in the, in the Saints hands and uh, they went 12-0 up yeah, yeah the thing is obviously the errors are, are a huge, a huge thing at the moment. I don't, I, I don't remember seeing a Salford side make so many constantly. You know, it, like you say, we're just not completing sets. If you're not completing sets, you're defending. You don't want to defend a against Saint Helens, but at the back end of a half, the first half is going to drain you. Yeah, it's going to leave you nothing in the tank. And then when you do get the ball, you're chasing the game, and there's, there's that. The, there's an issue where you start to overplay. You start to do things that you wouldn't normally do, mm-hmm. and that creates more mistakes. If we can, if we can control, control the ball and get through our sets, make them come out of their half. Maybe keep you know trapping them there forty. They kick. We come back at them. Just a few sets like that to wear them down, to give us a you know give us a chance. But um, it is the errors, and then I think I don't know what the issue is, but we give the the. The restarts back to them all the time. They set to six, one after the other. It seemed three, four, five times again the other night that we'd put the hand on the ball or we'd, we'd lay on a little bit longer and the referee would wave it back on. 
Can't we can't afford to do that? These these guys are too good, too clever. They, they will punish you every time. Uh, and if, like you say, if you're doing that and you're doing repeat sets of defensive work, it's going to tell in the end. And and maybe it had something to do with you know what happened at the end of the game in that way with that last try. Just mental and physical exhaustion. Yeah, I think I agree with there, Parker. Richard Marshall talks about the smarts, and we we seem to be sort of lacking in that area. He knows that, and I'm sure he's looking at ways to try to improve the sort of the players' mental strength in them situations. Because obviously, if we can get ourselves sorted in that in that way, we can, we can sort of turn games the other way and go get stronger and go and win. Yeah, I think I think you look back at the league game, and I know it's, it's an easy one to use, and Leah. You know, I mean, they put up a good fight again this week against Wigan, but they're obviously the weak, the weakest team in the league, and that that's understandable. The time they had to prepare for the season, but once we got on the top, once we'd work things out and, and ground ground them down a little bit, and you know, kept the ball running that second half, especially that last twenty minutes, that's what good teams do. That's what mm. Saints did to us. That's what other teams will do. It's about staying in the game and not making these errors. And if we can cut them errors out and stop giving them the ball back constantly. We'll have a better chance. I'm not saying we'd have gone to St. Someone, not not in a million. I don't think, you know, the most optimistic Salford fan realistically believed that we were going away to the champions and, and picking up two points. But you give yourself a better chance. And then there'll be games this season against teams not as good as St. Helens, which is most of the league, let's be honest, where those little those little errors, those back to ones are not complete in your set, will kill us in, in a crucial game. You know, we're not we're not going to keep up with St. Helens this year. We're not in the top two, three, four, five teams, I don't think. But when we play the Wakefields, the Hull KRs, Castleford, Huddersfield, perhaps even Leeds at the moment, who are having a you know a shocking spell, they're 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 the ones that will count, and they're the ones that will determine where we finish in the league, whether we do make a playoffs or not. And it's it's just getting that right now, just cutting those errors out. We've got another big game this week. And another one the week after, or well, the, our next game, and then we've got to, you know, we've got everything right by then. We've got to be able to control the ball and and just cut these silly penalties out. And these, you know, these, these like I say, these repeat sets we're giving them. Yeah, I think that's key. Obviously, making making sort of mistake, less mistakes in under pressure. I know it's it's a thing Richard Marshall knows about it, uh, and he's trying to fix it up. I got to speak to him uh, sort of after the game, uh, and this is what I had to say. Coach's Corner. Right, Rick, it's Rob. Hi, Rob. Defeat tonight against St. Helens. Talk us through it. Yeah, we just did, we, we couldn't. We weren't clinical enough with the ball. Certainly in the first half, I thought we went toe to toe with St. Helens. We were a real ding dong battle in that first half. We just couldn't quite score, get over the line, uh, and then. And then in the second half, we, we, we conceded within a couple of minutes uh, and it's a really tough ask, 12-0. Uh, and then the game sort of went away in the second half, the last 10 minutes. Uh, I, did, I did think we, we defended pretty resolutely for times in the game, for periods. But at the same time, I thought we were dumb as well. Uh, obviously, we, there's a couple of moments in there that we, we certainly need to be better as a team. Yeah, losing Andy Akers early was a blow for us. And also losing Kevin Brown towards the end. Um, is that a kind of a worry kind of going forward? You might run out of bodies in the next few games. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully they'll be both okay. Uh, in the long term, I'm sure. Short term, they're not gonna, we're not going to be able to turn them around for this week. 
Um, but we've got we've got a decent squad. We've got some players who are ready to go. So uh, hopefully we can uh, we can assess the squad and, and put a really strong seventeen out next week. Yeah, defensively we were very strong throughout. One attack lacked a bit of sharpness. Is that is that a worry for you? Yeah, we weren't clinical. We were with the ball. We did. We, we needed to to nail a few of our plays, get a little bit deeper. Uh, St. Helens are a, a fantastic defensive team. Uh, I'm, I don't think they concede more than one or two tries per game. I think uh, they usually limit the opposition's field position, which they did with us. They strangle you in corners, and, and it's really difficult to, to clear your lines and get out. We've been a really good, strong team, I think, about getting out of our half. But today, it, it was quite the opposite with St. Helens stranglehold on, on, on our game. Yeah, it was good to get Matty Costello back in the, the starting lineup as well. He played quite well. Yeah, it was good, obviously, being the next St. Helens player. He uh, he wanted to, you know, obviously, he was ready to play and we thought it was good to throw him out there. He, he had some nice touches uh, along the way. Um, obviously, he's desperately disappointed there that, that his, his old employers have obviously have won the game. It is the big test this week to try and pick the players up after not scoring today, going into the next challenge against Wigan. Yeah, that's a challenge each and every week. Um, I thought we'd made some big strides over the last couple of weeks. I thought, certainly thought first half against St. Helens, we went toe-to-toe, but second half, we, we fell away again. And, and that's, yeah, that's something that we need to look at and, and improve on. Um, but yeah, for the last two games, and, and I was saying that first half, I think we've been on, on a real better, a better trajectory, yeah. certainly defensively. How, how close are you to sort of Richard Marshall Salford now from where you started? That's a good question. Um, I think as a, as, a, as a team, I think we've got each other's backs. I think defensively, we're, we're solid and strong at times. Um, I think with the ball, we need to improve. And I think, obviously, our discipline in and around that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not quite there yet. It's not quite there yet. And, obviously, that's, that's something that we'll... We'll be talking about and working on. Well, we've got one session this week, so um, hopefully we can put our best foot forward against Wigan on Saturday. Yeah, Wigan on Saturday in front of the fans. Are you looking forward to the Salford faithful cheering your name? I am. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, we, we, we've not we've not hit our our, our mark yet, um, but at the same time, I think having the fans back and playing at home, we've been pretty pretty good at home and. And everything that goes along with that and that match day atmosphere. Um, yeah, I'm certainly excited to, to, to get into the AJ Bell. And although it won't be full, it'll be our support are loyal. And um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be good for good for us as well at this time, coming off the back of a loss. Cheers, Rick. Good luck. Thank you. So that was Richard Marshall at Parky talking to me after the game and, and he kind of agreed that we weren't sort of clinical enough in that first half and obviously, like you said, just sort of dropped away in that second. Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's basically saying what, what we're all saying. Um, he, he was obviously disappointed with, with the errors, individual errors that were, that were being made and, and the fact that, you know, you can try and patch him up during the week and I know this week's a tough one for him uh, in terms of lack of training really, but You've got to rely on your players sometime. You know, it's easy to blame a manager when things aren't going right. Um, but what, what Richard's saying there is, you know, these are these are silly mistakes we shouldn't be making. And if we don't make, then then we, you know, we're, we can be on the front foot. We can have a go at these teams, but we're not giving ourselves a chance to get into the to get into the arm wrestle as such. And and even when you do that, okay, Saints might have been twenty two nil up by in the last 
10, 15 minutes of the game. But if we'd have given ourselves a bit of a chance, we might have even gotten the scoreboard in the end because they would have, they might have been a bit tired and somewhere on the line, but we hadn't made them work enough. And he knows that. He, he said it himself about our attack. It's just not, something's not clicking. We don't know what it is at the moment. We're still working as a team. There's a lot of, still a lot of new players and, and changes every week due to injury, suspension or whatever else. Not going to help us until we get a settled side as, as much as we can. Uh, but we need to get this right now. You know, this can't carry on because it will become a, a bigger issue further down the line. Yeah, he, he talks about the challenges of picking the players up uh, for, for this week's game against Wigan. But he also talks about how so how he's took this team so far and how close he is to the his Richard Marshall Salford team he wants. And he was he was kind of happy with you know the, the togetherness of the team uh, defensively. He was he was sort of happy with, with what he'd seen attacking wise. He, he admitted he, they're not we're not quite yet there yet. But for what you've seen so far, Parkin, what what do you think of, of, of sort of the Richard Marshall uh, performance as the coach and about what, what he's managed to produce with the players he's got? Yeah, I thought it was a good question you asked him actually, Rob. I must admit, I thought <laughs> uh, about his his team, how close to his team is it? Defensively, we have got stronger, but we're having to because we're having so much work to do. Mm. There is a lot to do in attack, a hell of a lot. We're not got I know the the. The uh, league game we scored, you know, plenty of points or whatever. But other than that, realistically, you know, even the cast game in, in the cup where we came so close, but they were kind of. I mean, Lee Mossop's try was one of an individual thing. You know what I mean? There's no, we're not creating enough with the ball in hand. And I think that's what Richard's got to get his stamp on now. Our defence, I think he's he's actually. I know we're conceding points. He, it's not great to say when you, you you know you've been nailed and the other team has scored twenty odd points, but we're actually quite good at it. You know, especially on our line, I think I think some of our goal line defence is really good. Uh, you know, the scramble and, and they do fight for each other. And there is something there, but he knows that he, he, you know you are judged on results and and getting beat, you know, twenty eight nil or whatever doesn't look good. But I think I think he's. If he can get these players to work together again this week, it looks like you know we've lost lost Kevin Brown. That's not going to help it help us attack. No. It's not going to help us get that cohesion we need. Um, but there has been improvements. There, there are in, you, you can see little bits. I mean, the last couple of games against Cass, Cass are tipped to be one of the you know top four or five teams. And in both games, we pushed them. You know, in the league, if we'd have cut out them penalties again, it would have been a hell of a lot closer. And who knows? And in the cup, you don't get any closer. And this is a good you know decent Cass team. So there, it is there. It's just about putting it all together for for eighty minutes. And we've got to give him time. You know, he's what is he six, seven, eight games in, including the cup games. That's that's not enough. We didn't we didn't have a proper preseason. He's and and the other thing to look at that I've never really thought of it this way until until just now, oddly enough. But it's not really his team, is it? No. You know, he he never he never signed ninety percent of these. I think the only player that we've actually signed during his time was Elijah Taylor. Hmm. He's the only one that's actually come in and he's had disruption with certain players, you know, maybe off-field off issues and then uh, players now deciding to go on a different career path and, and then suspension, we've got a few of them, injuries. He's had a lot to deal with in a short short space of time in it, you know, in an environment that's alien to everybody, playing in front of, you know, no fans and he's got to get used to that now because that's going to come back, which will add more pressure if things don't go right. He's in a no-win at the moment. I'd like to see him have a get his full side out on the pitch and have a real, you know, just one week of an 80-minute display and then he can say, that's my team. Hmm. And if they get beat then, then that's fair enough. 
yeah, uh, for, for me, attacking, it'll come. We've got options. We've got Declan Patton. We've got Chris Atkin. You've got Tuilala here. You've got Kevin Brown. Joel Burgess hasn't hasn't played yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, these Joel Burgess will be our one of our main strike players when, when it comes down to it. We've got options in, in that centre centre field. And I suppose he just needs chance to, to, to sort of rotate and find his, his, his best sort of combination. Like you said, we, we haven't, the majority of them aren't his players either. He's been given what he's got and I'm sure he's, he's making the best he, he can. And, and to be fair, they, they are playing quite well. They are graphing, you can see the efforts there and the equipment is is there in, in the team pack. And that, as, as a fan, that's all you can kind of ask for, really. We just want to show to show commitment to the cause. And I think I think attacking will come when we when we just find a bit of, you know, bit of, bit of you know, rhythm and, and a bit of luck and, and then who knows what might happen. I think... One of the big problems he's had is is in the hooking role. Yeah. In terms of that, Andy Akers just can't get a run for no. whatever reason. I mean, again, injured so early on against against Saints, and, and and we'll miss this week. And who knows? You know, I don't know how bad the injury is, but he's been in and out every week. Yeah, that's, mm. I'm sure that's actually right. I think he has sort of been in, then been out. Your hooker is so key in the in the modern game. You know, I say it every week. I talk about James Roby, who's just a shining example of a player. But every team, Paul McShane at Cass, you know, every single team works what that hooker can do. And we can't get one to stay on the pitch long enough. Um, and that's that's a massive issue for us. That cohesion goes out the window. I mean, Chris Atkin has done nothing wrong. For me, he's been an absolute shining star, actually, throughout the season when he's had to come in. Um, but then you get Brown injured and that's another problem. And, and obviously, Brown, he had a suspension earlier in the year. You, you do have to feel for him a little bit. Key players missing in key positions. Elijah Taylor, who started the season, as I think within the first half an hour of his debut, I think we could have given him fans player of the year. That's the way it was going to be. Then he gets injured. These are, these are key senior players in his squad that he needs. Um, again, Sarge again this week. We lost Watkins for a week. He's, he's had no luck. He really hasn't. Uh, and, but like I said, once he gets them all on the pitch together, we can have a look at what he's really got. Um, and, and I'm sure he'd love a, another option at hooker just in case now because this could, you know, could be a problem ongoing. Um, but th- that's when we can judge him, I think. Yeah, uh, looking at the, the stats, uh, Parker, uh, Elijah Taylor with 36 tackles, Lee Mossett with 28 tackles, Sebastian Ike four with 29 tackles, Ryan Lannan with 34 tackles, and Chris Atkin with 38. Forwards working hard, making tackles, like we said, set Ellen's at a good side, they move the ball about, and, and we have to work to, to keep them under control. I think we did that, I think defensively we, we were quite solid, even though Saints did score tries, I don't think they cut us open, wide open, uh, Throughout and they, we made them work for every try that they scored. Yeah, very much. So, like I say, that the, the defense was really good. You just say uh, Chris Atkin made thirty-eight tackles. Yeah, thirty-eight right? tackles. I've got. Wow, wow. I was wondering he could walk at the end of the game because he's not. He's not the biggest of lads, is he? You know, and being stuck in the middle there. I know hookers generally do do lots of tackles, but that's that's impressive. Mm. Um, yeah, no, they didn't. And you know what Saints can do to anyone on the day? They'll, they'll tear teams apart this year. You know, there'll be somebody will get a thumping somewhere on the line, a real thumping. Um, and we did stay in the game. And like I say, going into the last 30 seconds, it's 22 0 uh, yeah. away at St. Helens. There's times in the past when I've been to Knowsley Road or even uh, the Totally Wicked these days, but I'd, I'd jump for joy at that kind of scoreline. Yeah. You know, we, we've, we've had 40s, 50s, 60s put on us for years going there. And this is a great Saints team. It really is a good Saints team. Back to back champions. And 
that that was the encouraging thing. The only thing, obviously, the downside is we didn't look like scoring. At no point did, we, did I actually think, you know what, we, we, we've got these here, we can get... Mm. That's the only problem, but the, the players are working hard, you know? They just need that, perhaps that rub of the green and cut out the odd individual mistake, but defensively, yeah, we they had Saints really had to work to, to get over us, and I'm sure they knew it at the end of the game. Yep, uh, looking at the bit, the stats, the the meter makers, Ken C. O. 110, James Greenwood 89, uh, Dan Sargent 122, and Watkins 102. Dan Sargent banned for three games, Parky for an illegal throw uh, during the during the game. Um, I saw it on Twitter. I didn't see it. I, di- I didn't see it as a as a three match uh, ban. But what did you think? Look, I I can only think that it's something from his past that maybe he's been done for that before. Of some, I don't. If going back to a conversation we had, uh, was it last week before? If if racially abusing a player gets eight matches, <laughs> right? Throwing someone in a sport where, well, tackling and throwing is part of of what you do. Yeah, it's bad technique. Gets three matches. I I, I don't say the, the crime and punishment don't match. No, it's, one match would have been fair play. You know. But, Three matches. I don't know if it's something left over from because I know he, he had a couple of uh, issues last year, didn't he? He had to go up before the beak and uh, and have a chat. Um, obviously, you know, he, I, I don't know whether it's something in his technique the RFL has spotted and want to want to stamp out. I don't know, but it, it doesn't seem fair. And I'm sure if uh, he'd have been wearing a Saints shirt that day, or still been at, uh, at Wigan, there wouldn't have been a three-match fan coming for him. But he's a massive loss. I want to see him back in the centre. By the way. He's, he, for me, he's not a fullback. Just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Great return in the ball. Yeah, not. And, but he's a centre. He's made a career being a centre. He, he could be an international centre in the World Cup if he gets his head down and gets to play there. I think he'll he'll miss out because he, he'll get pushed around the team and and he will play a of effort. That's the other thing with him. When you watch him, he's kamikaze. He just dives into everything, and that's where you know he'll come out with injuries and so on. And he is fully committed to. To, to the cause, you know, you can see that. And he's probably frustrated again when he did that the other day. And I know there's a few afters with, with Lomax, wasn't there? But he's been harshly dealt with again there. And uh, three matches, he's, that's what I'm especially considering. Obviously, one Wigan this week, I think the other one's Warrington. I think it might, is it Wakefield after that or something? But we'll miss him. We'll, we'll miss him massively. I think we're missing really badly, and it was it was like I say, it was nothing. It was a nothing challenge. You see that happen all the time. Yeah, I think the referee gave it because his legs went over a certain sort of angle. Yeah, it, I suppose he did. It was. I don't think it was dangerous. I don't think he had any kind of like he wasn't going to land on the guy's head. But I suppose rules are rules, and 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 the people who make these decisions decided to to mm-hmm. ban him for three games. But it does it does give us opportunity with sort of Morgan Escali and, and other people who who can play fullback to come in now, Parky, and that's that's the important thing you see because obviously someone who gets banned for three games, opportunity for you to come in and uh, and take the shirt. Yeah, I hope it, I hope he goes for that. I hope Ascari gets to gets to start at fullback. We haven't seen enough of him. There's there's obviously reasons for that in in Richard's head, and that's you know he's the head coach. That's how it works. But I like to see a fullback at fullback. Mm. You know, he's an international fullback. He's played at Wigan. You know, he's he's obviously good at what he does, uh, and he is a great attacking player. You know, that's how we built off off Nile last the last few years, um, and give give players. I, I I've got. A, Suspicion he might miss out looking at the squad. I just, I think he may go with uh, Elliot Kerr at fullback 
who's named in the squad and probably put the vet in the centre again. A player who we lost last week before the game. Another massive blow for us. Who's been been really good while he's been with us. I'm a massive fan. Um, but I hope he goes with Escaray and we can play players in, in the correct positions. You know, Matty Costello did nothing wrong the other day, so he can continue in the centre. If Burgess, I know he's in the squad. If he uh, if he is fit, who gets left out? That's that's a big call. Big call. So I thought Williams did well again the other day. Kenny Seal for me, he's, he's try scoring record speaks for itself. So decisions to make this week in the team. But like you you were saying before, I mean we keep losing players, but we do have that backup. Mm. You know, when when you think that Morgan Escaray hasn't really played this season and he's just waiting in the wings to have a go. I mean that's that's not a bad backup to have. No, not a bad backup at all. Uh, big thanks to your three-word match reports and man of the matches. Uh, Colin Wilson, attack, discipline, problematic. His man of the match was Greenwood. I said gave a lot, Sargentson. Nodman's Marshall must go. I'm not having that one. Uh, Nathan Archer, attacking coach, vacancy. Do, do you think Richard Marshall should invest in a kind of an attacking coach to help him help him in that area, Parker? Would that would that be a good idea? Do you think? I don't want to say this, but I thought we had one. I thought Danny Hall was doing that job. Oh. Um, Controversial. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, look, again, you've got to get the right players on the pitch at the right time. Yeah, there is an issue there. We can all see. You don't have to be a coach. You know, you don't even have to have a coach and under five teams to see that. You know, it's not going well at the moment. Um, going through games, scoring one, two tries at, at best, he's not. He's not good. We're, we're, but we don't hold the ball long enough. That's where my problem is. You can't yeah. set up a play. You can't build. You know, you four or five tackles and then try and play off the back of that if you haven't got the ball. And that's where our problem is. If we can control the ball and don't don't give penalties away, you know, constantly. We'll you know, there's a chance to see it, but um, yeah, I think I think Danny Hall's there to to, to look after that and fingers crossed he, he can work a little bit of magic because let's not forget he was a he was a decent uh, mm. a decent half back during his days, wasn't it? Um, Harvey Reid, poor, bad, awful, Greenwood. Mark Scott, concerns in attack, Sargentson. Richard Martin, no attack threat, Greenwood. Sammy Lou, could have been worse. Soul 69, relegation. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think we've got enough good players in this squad not to be looking over our shoulder, Parker. What do you think? I think there's two sides to that. I think, Yes, but they've got to play. Not, mm. You know, you can have all the best players in the world, but if you don't play well, or you know, whatever, you lose form, injury, what it eats, that's not going to matter. I mean, let's not forget, Lee are only one win and Wakefield behind us. Mm. That can come at any time. That's not, you know, we're not secure. Let's not think, oh, you know, we'll, we'll rely on Lee finishing bottom because that's not the target. I don't think we'll go down. Anything can happen. This, the last two years, well, let's say the last three years have taught us that we were in a grand final. Cup final, we've had a global pandemic at the same time. Anything can happen, but I think I think we just I think the squad we've got is good enough to stay up. And when it comes to the crunch, we should be able to pick up enough wins. It might be close the way it is at the moment, you know. But anything can happen. We could go on a run again. Who knows? Two, three wins out of you know three or four games, five games. It's a different story. So I don't I don't feel too threatened yet, but. You know, who knows further down the further down the line, but the games against Lee and Wakefield will be vital to to avoid that. Uh, Paul uh, Howe, Saints too good, Greenwood, and Christopher Sloan can't make meet as Greenwood. So 
Greenwood got a few man of the matches there. Quite a good performance from him. He, he was my man of the match. Hmm. I thought he, he made good meters constantly. He was a threat. He worked overtime. Um, he, he was probably our standout forward easily and, and probably the standout player for us. Uh, he's come on really well. He did well at the back end of last season and then I think we lost him again. I know he was vital during the, the cup run last year as well. He, he did really well in that. Um, and he seemed to be growing. Uh, and I want to see him get more game time because I, I think he's been in and out of the team again this year. And he does make a big difference. He's quite a big lad and he's you know he's plenty of quality. So, uh, yeah, let's... Uh, he, I think he was man of the match, and let's let's hope he can keep that up. Yeah, so that's our look back at the Saints game, and now what we'll do, we'll look at all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So let's start, Paul, with the test event. It happened on, I think it was a 1,000 fans down the AJ Bell Stadium, put on a nice sort of event. We had Paul King comparing it, uh, interviews with Richard Marshall, Paul Paulie, Lee Mossop, other players, while the kind of players sort of trained behind them, uh, which is good. I think, obviously, us fans, it's been a long time, Parker, since we all managed to get into the AJ Bell stage. So it was good for the lucky thousands to get in and, and, and experience that Again, even though it wasn't a proper match, we'll have to wait till for Saturday for that. Uh, but it was was good all the same. Yeah, as long as it all went off fine, you know, there's no no fallout from that. There's no let's you know, fingers crossed, no spread of anything ridiculous. I, I unfortunately couldn't make it due to uh, an overrunning hospital appointment, which we, we discussed off there, which <laughs> didn't please me. I was all set to go. I spoke to the people that I was going to be going with, um, so I. I missed it, um, but uh, yeah, from all reports, the, the the foundation game was a, a real joy to watch. Some real good talent coming through there, which is, which is nice to hear. Chance to see the players, and, and you know, like you say, just get back to the stadium, get that feel of it, because it'll be alien to me when I get there on Saturday. I'll be like, this feels this feels strange. Yeah. In fact, I probably feel more comfortable even there now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's good to see that it seems to have gone up all right and. You know, a few there'll be a few little tweaks we'll have to make, obviously, for this week with you know the tickets and things like that, and making sure everything flows properly. But nice that people could see each other. I think that's the other thing that you know, Salford fans. I think a lot of the time we, we can rely on each other to keep ourselves going and stay sane watching Salford. So it's good to you know it'd be good to see them all again. And I'm sure like, the other night there's a lot of reunions and uh, a lot of smiling faces. Yeah, I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you, Park. It, it did feel a bit weird. It felt like. Um, kind of a friendly you know in a pre-season mm-hmm. friendly like your first one or your second one where we all just sit and watch the match and watch players and think, and start starting yeah he's good he's good he's good you know what I mean you do that don't you in, in your pre-season yeah. and, yeah. and I felt like it was like that um, Red, Red Angels danced and then and then, like you said the Red Devils um, Development Academy played they played uh, sort of a Welsh college and won 46 points to 12 Parky very impressive performance from, from the boys the Welsh lads for me, we're a bigger set of, set of lads and I thought they managed the, the, the game really well, uh, the Salford uh, team. Uh, try scorers on the night was Clifford Palfrey, Callum Hughes, Ben Walton, Connor Aspie, uh, Callum Hughes, uh, is it Janus McManus, uh, Nathan Connell and Morgan Kelly all went over the line uh, for, for Salford and, and they were very impressive, I thought. I thought it was, uh, you know, I think, you know, you've got a couple of kids in there, the fullback. Uh, and and the and the scrum half in particular and Connor Aspe showed very good uh, glimpses I thought throughout the game so they might be a couple uh, well, at least three to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, it's the first step, isn't it? You know, until we get our uh, academy back and everything else, these are, you know, this is the, the way they're going through this, this college sort of thing. And uh, it's good to hear. I got regular updates. I really did. And uh, from people who sometimes can be, uh, they'll, they'll put it straight. They, they won't sugarcoat anything. And, right. and even those saying how really impressed they were. And some of these, you know, there was, there was obviously jokes of get them in for this weekend and that kind of stuff. But they were, yeah, they, they, they sounded really good. And, and like you say, you know, these, these Welsh lads are all, you know, big, a lot bigger and everything. It's, mm. It just shows, doesn't it, that you don't, maybe it's not size and bullying teams that you do. It's, it's how you play the game. And uh, perhaps, I don't know what we were saying before about the attacking side of our first team. They couldn't, I hope they were watching. Yeah, yeah, making notes. The players were there. They had a little walk around, <laughs> waving to the crowd. So they, they, they knew the unrifty stayed stayed around and, and watched you. You never know, because obviously, you know, these are the future of, of our of our club, aren't they? These kids coming through, and who knows? In in sort of five years' time, we could we could be you know calling the singing the names. You never know. Well, I mean, what a, what an honour for them lads as well, because they'll all be local lads, and they get to play on on the tour, you know, and, and in front of fans. I mean, that's that's a massive list. You yeah. know, it's a different when when you're playing in front of you know two men and a dog. There's not the pressure's not there. You, obviously, you want to do your best every week, but when you've got all these eyes looking at you, the nerves and everything else, yeah. you know, I don't want to make a mistake. You've got our family and friends and, and whoever else there, and, and and like say Richard Marshall and, and the coaching staff, Paul Rowley watching over you, thinking this guy might have a chance in a few years. A lot of pressure. Um, so it's good to see that they've handled it well and, uh, and got, a, got a good result. I know they're doing really well, the, the, these lads are. They've had a really good start. Four from um, four, so, Parker, they are. Four from four, which is which is pretty impressive. So, yeah, so, you know, full credit to the, to the guys behind it, you know, the coaching, the foundation guys. And obviously, we, we talk about the job they do all the time and the fact that we don't we don't get a chance to sort of sing and dance about it, you know. Well, there you go. That He's on the pitch at the moment. You can see it, never mind what they do in the community. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Great, great to hear. Yeah, talking about the community, we've got a, a podcast coming up with uh, Paul Trainer. He tells us all about what's happening in the community and, and the amateur clubs and how the, the club are trying to sort of bring it all under one umbrella. From what you know, he told me, it sounds all very impressive. It's well worth listening to. It'll be out, I think, Sunday now. Uh, it be well worth tuning in uh, for that, Parker. Yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be listening to that. Um, I, I've never met I've never met Paul, so I don't, I don't know... Him or well, I might have met him, and you know, I just don't didn't know his surname or something like that. But um, they, they're doing a lot, aren't they, behind the scenes to get the you know the community together? They're doing so much with the amateur clubs, and it'd be good to hear because that's that's what we need. That's what we've neglected for so many years, and it has let us down. And how many players have slipped through our fingers because we haven't stayed in touch with amateur clubs and everything else? Um, you know, gone on to to Wigan and Warrington and wherever else. Yeah, so we, you know, we. Hopefully we'll get first dibs on these lads coming through because of the work that's being done now. And, you know, who knows, in five years' time, ten years' time, five, six, seven local lads in our team again. And that'd be, you know, that's what we that's what we all want, isn't it? Yeah, I think we'll we'll try and get him on here with, with us uh, next time. We'll have Paul Whiteside, Paul Trainer, and Paul Parkin. So send thought and prayers, you know, this way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is something to think about. Um, so yeah, other news. Uh, walking rugby uh, is starting at Eccles College every Tuesday. Starts on the twenty fifth of May. Parker, um, you were you were when you were young. You played a bit of rugby. How how do you how do you think about walking rugby? Well, I think if you asked most of me 
teammates at the time, they probably said it did play flopping with <laughs> even then. Yeah, five years of it. Um, I think it's a great idea. I wouldn't mind giving it a go, I'll be honest. Um, just to get myself back into some level of, of fitness and, and so on. But it's a fantastic idea. Somebody mm. did mention, um, maybe my me, me, me brother, he was driving away from Eccles College. I mean, his lab had been playing football there. Uh, and he'd seen a certain uh, well-known um, Mr. Alan Bradshaw yeah. with a ball in his hands. Mm. And I thought oh, he must be doing some, you know, some fundraising or something like that. And it turns out that it, it, it's this walking rugby. Brilliant. I, 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 I might uh, actually have a go at it, I think. I don't suppose there's any age limit on it or anything like that. It's just be good to get out and be a good life and uh, get my hands on a ball again. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great thing. I've always said, Parky, if I could play rugby league, I could play John Madden, I'd be the best player in the world. I think walking <laughs> rugby might might be the, the goal between uh, my, you know John Madden rugby and, and real life rugby. I think I I think I might be all right because my, my only problem was when the gap home was up in front of you and you think I can go through that and then suddenly it just shuts in front of you. Yeah. That's the, that was always a big problem for me. Yeah, it's um, and you want to probably, I mean, well, speaking for myself, a little bit less painful than the real thing. Mm. Um, it's uh, yeah, there's certainly days, you know, following following a match where it might take you two or three days to actually get back to to walking properly. So um, this might be a bit more sedate for me now, and uh, <laughs> probably the level I'm aiming at. I think my professional career's gone by the way. So. so um, yeah, and then it gives me a chance to practice what I've, I suppose. Yep. See how easy it really is. And you'll probably end up looking like Andrew Johns again. Maybe. I'm glad you said that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, other, other, I'll say, if you want to get involved in that, uh, contact john.blackburn at uh, srdfoundation.co.uk or ring 01616315222, no, sorry, 5252, uh, and organise uh, that with him. Uh, other news, uh, Elliot Kay, uh is on his way out. He's going to Bradford. He's going to play part-time rugby, uh, Parker. Um, he wants to be a fireman. He wants to obviously have a career outside rugby. I think he's done really well for us. I think he'll be a miss. He has to obviously think about his future, uh, and that's what it is. It's all about you know, planning for that. He's still going to play a couple of years, I suppose a couple of years for Bradford uh, while he beds himself in as a fireman. Um, but, yeah, he's been good for us. I think we're going to miss him. Yeah, his versatility's been been great, hasn't it? Obviously, he played centre and and at full back, and he, he could have gone on the wing or anything. Uh, yeah, it's a loss. He's, he's done really well. He's um, he certainly went at the start of the season. He wouldn't have been the one that would have gone. He's going, you know, he'll be in the first team. He'll be a backup, but he wasn't. And Richard Marshall obviously saw pre-season how hard he worked and got himself into into the team, into the lineup. He started the season off, didn't he? He was in the first game. So he's obviously part of what Richard saw as, as his future. Um, but it's he, a wise move. Um, rugby league's a short career uh, and it could end at any time. Let's let's not forget that. An injury and, you know, it's it's all over. It's what do you do next? And he's he's obviously thought ahead, thought of his family and um, and has decided that, that the fire service is the way to go. He's clearly off of fitness because, it's uh, you know, you've got to be pretty fit to do that and, um, and fearless because... Being a rugby league player, that's that's not an option either. Um, so yeah, he, you know he's done well. And Bradford will benefit from that. They've got a good player there. Certainly in the championship, he'll tear it up. I mean, Bradford they're going quite well at the moment anyway. Um, but when he does eventually move there, he'll do well. He'll get plenty of tries in that league. Um, and I just wish him well. You know, I hope he stays safe. It's a it's a risky business that fireman thing. But um, 
yeah, it's, it's a wise move. It's a shame um, that it's come around when it has. You know, it couldn't. He couldn't have got. We couldn't have got another full season out of him. But uh, no, fair play to him. You got to move on. Uh, like I say, it's a short career, and uh, I just wish him all the best. Yeah, I think it kind of shows what kind of modern player is all about because they're looking at sort of the, the career after the after the rugby, and he's could have easily what players have done sort of fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. is just finish playing, go go play a couple more years and then just sort of buy a pub or something and just and just sort of like vegetate away and maybe lose the pub and then and then you know you you you're sort of in a bit of a mess, aren't you? But he thinks oh, I want to get a career off the bat after rugby and, and this will this is this is a good thing for him. Like you say, Fireman, uh, it's it's a tough job, you know, in, in the current climate. And we wish him all the best, really, because he's been really good for us. I'm just hoping, like you say, we I wonder if it makes you wonder whether Richard Marshall might think about sort of replacements obviously with him and, and obviously maybe other departures we don't know in the, in the future um, could could he, could he be looking at, at numbers we'll, we'll have to wait and see I suppose Yeah I think it, I think he'll have to um, we've seen already how, how the impact the injuries have and the longer the season goes on the more you're going to pick up or mm. suspensions you know you might get a three match ban for something that's nothing more than a one match ban you never know it has happened <laughs> um, I, I just yeah I think we'll have to strengthen the squad. I think there might be, you know, another player that's going to have to come in at some point. Um, but the versatility is something we'll miss because he could, like, say, he could have played anywhere across the back line, really. Um, but, but fair play. But doesn't it show the difference between the top level of, of rugby league and other sports, even rugby union, but certainly soccer? You know, if you're, you're at the top level in the Premier League and you decide, oh, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll call it a day. You're getting a new set of golf clubs. You know, you're not thinking of I'll join the fire service and you know go and play part time. These lads, they don't earn enough in rugby league. Top level rugby league players deserve well twice as much as what these footballers are getting. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think it shows that um, you know rugby league players work so hard and and their careers are you know a tough one. It can be short and they don't really get the money what they should deserve really. And it is, it is really sad, and I suppose you're looking at TV deals, aren't you, uh, and things like that. It's it's you just wish that the the whole infrastructure was bigger and better, uh, so they they were rewarded for the efforts that they put in uh, through through the years. Um, we're joined by by Paul Whiteside. Uh, he's been he's been out uh, keeping the economy going by by the, by the sound of it. Uh, uh, Paul, uh, how's your how's your night been, mate? Yeah, all right. I had to give one of my friends a bit of a lift on the way home, so <laughs> ended up getting lumbered for a bit on a job. But yeah, these things happen, don't you? Bloody water and boilers and things like that. Pain in the backside, <laughs> mate. But no, glad to be home. Just had a, had a bit of tea now and uh, yeah, sorted. Good. We, we talked about the, the Saints game and uh, we, we're obviously yeah. sort of talking about news. Well, Elliot Kerr going to, to Bradford. Uh, he's one of your favourites. You, you, you like Elliot Kerr and he, and he will be missed. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I remember interviewing him last year in Catalan when he played. He was played against Israel Falau. He was the centre. I think it was Falau's like well, maybe his debut or one of his early performances. And I thought Elliot Key played really well that night and bottled him up. And he's not the biggest sort of guy, but I, I think he's always sort of punched above his weight through his career. And you know, I've heard a few people say, "Oh, he's not Super League. He's not this, that, and the other." And I've always thought he's, he's worked hard for Salford and, uh, and done his best for us, and uh, very nippy as well. And I think he's been a good player, scored a lot of tries throughout his career. And yeah, he'll be missed from the, from the side. There's no doubt about that. I think he's a, he's a very very useful player to have in your squad. And 
I don't know, will Richard Marshall pick him for his full-back spot on, on Saturday or will it be Escaray, will it be Co? Will it be Paulie Paulie who's going to play a full-back? <laughs> Nobody knows, <laughs> do they? So, uh, I'd like to see Elliot, you know, perhaps play another game before he, before he leaves. You know, there's not, obviously there's no sentiment in sport as he, he picked the best man for this, the spot, but I don't think he's let us down this season. Yeah, we, we've talked about walking rugby as well, um, Paul. Uh, Park is in for it if you are. Walking rugby. Walking just rugby. about walk at the moment. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so that's Thank Eccles you. College. So we'll, we'll see if we can get down there. That might be might be fun, uh, trying to get fit. Other other news, Lee Mossop, his testimonial year, um, he's having a testimonial dinner, 6th of August, at Whitehaven uh, Rugby Club Park. Yeah, he's been, he's been a great servant for us and, and Rugby League. We, we had a... A sort of a podcast with him mm. in in the off season. We we talked about his career and and what he was planning to do with his his testimonial with his shirt and and thing. And I think it's it's great that he's managed to get an event on, uh, especially in 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 times of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Moose has been nothing but fantastic for us, has he? Um, I'll never forget him. You know, leading us out at uh, Old Trafford. I mean, that's you know, never mind Wembley, but. It, He's, he's, ever since he's been here, he's led by example. And for a guy that's, whose career was he was at risk, well, you know, he, he could have packed up. He was ready to do that. And I think it was Ian Watson who, who talked him round. But he's um, he, he's been brilliant for us, and he deserves that. He's, like we were just saying, weren't we? How our playing rugby league is, and the lads don't get enough from it. Uh, he deserves, you know, he deserves a testimonial um, that the injuries he had and everything else. And I know he's doing. Uh, Giving half the money, isn't it? At least half, I think, to, to charity, homeless charity, which is, again, you know, he only gets one shot at this testimonial. And he could have, like a lot you know, players do, get get that money, hard earned money, put it in the bank, and it's there for, for later in life. But he's, you know, that's the kind of guy he clearly is. Um, and I, I'm just delighted he, is, he has been associated with the club. And as a skipper, he, he seems, you know, he, he seems first rate. And yeah, I hope, I hope he gets well attended. It's a shame it's been there. Uh, in wide save, and I don't think I'll be making that trip midweek. Um, <laughs> although probably I've done before, but yeah, you know, different. But um, yeah, no, I hope he has a few more events so we get a few on uh, before his year ends and get you know, get a few more quid for the lab. Yeah, it's a, it's a pie, pie and peas supper, uh, live entertainment. Entertainment. You've got guest speakers: Callum Watkins, Kevin Brown, Dan Sargenson, uh, Chris Naninu, uh, Joel Burgess. All all speaking there. So a lot of a uh, lot of Salford uh, there, uh, Paul, for for fans uh, to go and enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a trek in it. Why even in the week? But we have done it before. You two have as well because uh, I caught you on video the other week, didn't I? Like, hey, you? Uh, yeah. Well, about that the better though. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah but uh, I'm sure it'll be be a good night. I mean, like you both said there about about Massif, I mean, he's he's not just been a good servant for Salford. He's been a good servant for the, for rugby league in general, hasn't he? And, you know, all the Wigan supporters, will, I'm sure, will give high praise of him as well. I mean. My memory of Lee Mossop when he does leave Salford, it'll always be that game at Wigan when he, you know, in the playoffs. I mean, what what a try that was! And it was just, I don't know, that that's something you'll always remember, isn't it? But you know, I was speaking to my dad the other day, and we were talking about how, how we're struggling a bit at the moment. And one player that we both agreed on who's been playing really well is Lee Mossop. I think the same again Monday night. You know, he's one of the, the forwards that is standing up and being counted for us at the moment. We, we need a few more players to, to take the lead off the captain and, and step up to the plate at the moment. But yeah, there's no doubt about that. Lee Mossop deserves all the accolades and, you know, all the, the, the stuff for his testimony. And like you say, echoing what Parky said there, you know, that's the, the measure of the man. 
you know, the way he's donating his money to, to charity. What what a, what a top guy. Yeah, so if you're interested, um, I think you go to the, go to the stadium and, and, and obviously ask them. Um, you can also uh, contact Lee Moss Testimonial on Instagram. Um, I suppose they'll be able to help you uh, arrange a payment for them tickets. Um, other news is ballots for the Wigan game. I think the club have, have, are trying to get sort of more uh, sort of fans sort of access to the two tickets. Uh, Parky, I think it's important. Obviously, after the test event, um, you know, us fans get that opportunity to get as many tickets as we can because we've all missed it. Yeah, very much so. Um, it seems to have been a little bit, um, I don't know, just reading certain comments today and everything, and, and myself included, having a little bit of issue getting getting hold of tickets. It seems uh, seems a little bit more tricky than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> and I know we've sent is it, something like 400 over to Wigan as well, which, which surprised me because I didn't think it'd be an occasion where uh, any away fans would, would be there. Um yeah, obviously the club have made that decision somewhere along the line. I, hope, I just hope everybody who has applied, certainly you know all the season ticket holders, get get the you know what they've asked for. Um, again, it's not not exactly convenient uh, one o'clock kickoff on a Saturday for, for a lot of people. So maybe people are you know taking up the chance because of that. But uh, yeah, no, sure, I'm sure it'll all get sorted and we'll we'll all be in there again. And uh, fingers crossed, watching you know watching a decent game. Yeah, big shout out to, to Marcel and the, and the crew behind the scenes uh, fielding all these all these queries. Paul, I suppose it's a difficult job at the best of times, but obviously in this situation where you know the game's coming up and and people may have not received emails, things like that, uh, the ticket office and, and and the people behind the scenes are working as hard as they can to to help uh, us fans. Yeah, it's not it's not easy, is it? I mean, years ago you got a paper ticket, went to the game, got it pulled off, and that was it. But it's like my, I've just got off the phone to my daddy. He phoned me before, panicking, saying, "Paul, I've, I've applied for this. I've not got this email." So I said, "Well, check check your junk. Check this. Check that." Text me back. Yeah, it's in my spam folder. So he's phoned me back now, saying, "How do I download it? How do I put it in this Apple thing?" So. I've just been on the phone sorting it out for him, you know, and uh, and screenshotting stuff. So you know these, the older generation. I mean, I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit hopeless with things like that. So yeah, if you've not checked your spam and your junk, make sure you go in there now and have a look for it because I'm sure your email over there. But I just hope everybody, like like you said, everybody that's applied for a ticket, season ticket holders, get in there. So uh, I don't know how many season ticket holders we have, but uh, I just hope everybody gets a ticket, and I'm sure they will do. Yeah, you got you. Obviously, we, me, me and my dad had a bit of an issue, but they, they sorted it out at the stadium for the uh, the test event, uh, which is great. Obviously, you know, you, you ask a, ask them to solve it, and they do, and that and that's what and that's what it's all about. Um, so that's all the all the news this week. And what we'll do now, uh, we'll what we'll do, Paul, is uh, see what's happening in the amateur scene because obviously your first amateur report of the season, um, and it's a it's a good it's a good listen. Right, well it certainly seems like a long time since uh, I did an amateur report for Devil in the Detail but I've got one for you this week and hopefully now we'll have one every single week coming up on the podcast. So we'll start off with the National Conference League as we normally do. There was a fixture brought forward this weekend, or last weekend sorry, Saturday the 15th of May between Clockface Miners and Saddleworth Rangers. That finished Clockface Miners 34, Saddleworth Rangers 12. That was in the National Conference League C. The fixtures for this coming weekend, Saturday the 22nd of May in League C, Oldham St Anne's play with Rangers Rochdale Mayfield play the Waterhead Warriors. Moving on to the Northwest Men's League, 
plenty of results going on there with our local sides in Division 1, Berry Broncos 10, Latchford Albion 16, these tyres were all played on the 15th of May, that was last Saturday. Oldham St Anne's A22, Hindley 12, that was also a Division 1 match. In Division 2, Caddy Z Rhinos 22, Wigan St Patrick 14, Folly Lane 35, Bold Miners 4, Lee Minor Rangers A40, West Horton Lions 10. And in Division 3, Salford City Roosters got off to a winning start. They beat Culture Eagles 22 points to 12. Division 4, Higginshaw 46, West Bank Bears A6. Langwith Res 0, Goldburn Parkside 41. In the Division 5, South and East, it was Ince, Rosebridge A50, Salford City Roosters A10. And Waterhead Warriors A thumped Holton Sims Cross A by 88 points to nil. The fixtures in the North West Men's League for this week, the action gets underway Friday. It's Wigan Springview versus West Horton Lions in Division 2. The rest of the games are being played Saturday the 22nd of May. Division 1, Berry Broncos against Hindley. Haydock against Oldham St. Anze. Division 2, Hindpool Tigers play Caddy's Head Rhinos. Folly Lane are at home to Lee Minor Rangers A. Division 3, Chester Gladiators play Salford City Roosters. Wigan Bulldogs against Rochdale Mayfield A. Division 4, Newton Storm against Langwith Reds. Wigan St. Jude's A against Higginshaw. Division 5, North and West, it's Higginshaw A versus Preston and South Ribble. And in Division 5 South and East, it's Salford City Roosters A against the Burton Wood Chargers. In the youth leagues, in the under-16s and under-18s, we have got some results from the under-18s last weekend on the Sunday. It was Thatohe Crusaders 20, Oldham St. Anne's 10, that was in the Premier Division. In Division 1 of the under-18s, Oral St. James 22, Rochdale Mayfield 30, Folly Lane 10, Wigan St. Jude's 66. In the under-16s, Premier Division, it was Saddleworth Rangers 4, Ryland Sharks 24, and in Division 1, it was Waterhead Warriors 16, Blackbrook 36. I'll just give you the results from last weekend as well before we go in the Betfred Championship. You probably already know them, but Batley Bulldogs 6, London Broncos 40, Whitehaven 0, Toulouse 66, Witness 14, York City Knights 35. In the Betfred League 1, Barrow 40, Keithley Cougars 18, Doncaster 30, Rochdale Hornets 22, North Wales Crusaders 18, Hunslet Hawks 26, West Wales Raiders 10, Coventry Bears 36, and Workington Town 50, London Scholars 16. The fixtures outside of Super League this week are um, on Saturday, Toulouse Olympic plays Swinton Lions. That game's at Hayward Road at 3 o'clock. And on Sunday the 23rd, Jewsby Rounds play Batley Bulldogs in the Championship, along with London Broncos and Bradford, Newcastle Thunder and Halifax Panthers, Sheffield Eagles are at home to Featherstone Rovers, Witness Vikings play Whitehaven, and York City Knights are at home to Oldham. In the Betfred League 1 on Sunday, it's Coventry Bears versus London Scholars, Doncaster versus West Wales Raiders, Hunslet against Barrow, Keithley against Rochdale Hornets, and North Wales Crusaders play top of the table, Workington Town. That's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you next week for more amateur news and uh, outside Super League news. See you later. So that was your amateur report, Paul, uh, looking back at the amateur, amateur scene this week. And it's been great, obviously, getting back talking about amateur rugby league. Yeah, it certainly was. I've not done one for well over 12 months. It was great to see the, the results. It's not up to full speed yet. I think National Conference and that starts shortly. So, uh, But nice to see Salford City Roosters got a result. It was good to see them win. You know, they've had a tough time, haven't they, as well. And all right, dropped down a couple of leagues, but got off to a winning start. So, yeah, I enjoyed doing that and hoping to get to a few games uh, once I get once I get a minute away from these boilers. I might be able to go to a game or two. So, uh, yeah, it was enjoyable to do it, though. 
Yeah, it's been great. Obviously, big part of our, our podcast, the Amateur Scene. Obviously, our ammo clubs in the area. If you're listening to this and you've got news to tell us about your club or, or anything like that, feel free just to drop us a, a tweet or a, or an email or a Facebook message, Parker, and we you know we, we'll spread the message as far as we can for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said before, um, can't wait till the weather books up and I can start getting out again and watching them. Uh, God, I've gone soft. Yeah, it's awful. Um, but yeah, no, just just going on that, and, and so for the roosters, like you mentioned, uh, I see I seen their new uh, their new plane strip yeah. uh, today on on Twitter. It looks fantastic. Back to the old days, uh, the green and gold. Um, it looks it looks a really smart smart strip. Um, better than some of the professional teams, I'll be honest. Uh, so yeah, it's good good to see. But it's nice to see that they're all back. And uh, fingers crossed, now we can it can be plain sailing and they can get some decent weather to go and play and get you know get the kids out and obviously all the way up to open age and get back enjoying it. Yeah, celebrating forty years, uh, Parker, uh, with with the new strip. Obviously, one of our our main amateur, amateur clubs in in the area. Uh, and for forty years, we know what you know what a great time to to to, to celebrate with a with a new kit. Yeah, yeah, great, great club, great people have been involved there for, for many, many years. You know, a lot of people invested a lot of time, as they do at all clubs, you know, and all the amateur clubs without without these volunteers and these people just doing it out of the love of what they do. You know, it, the game would go nowhere, would it? Because as we've mentioned before, you know, the lack of funding is, is alarming at all levels, but certainly at, at that level. And uh, yeah, I hope they have a great, you know, really good, successful 40th year and the clubhouse will be, you know, coming on and, um, hopefully I'll get down there go and watch a few games um, go and have a pint with uh, maybe a few familiar faces but yeah no it's, uh, it's great to see them all back yeah and they got a black tie dinner uh, organised on the 9th of July Friday the 9th of July uh, Beulieu Park Hall um, I think it's £54.49 uh, three course meal entertainment dancing over 18s only so if uh, obviously you've been part of Salford City Roosters in the past and you want to get involved in that, um, go on uh, Twitter. Oh, no, sorry, it was Salford, at Salford Roosters, sorry. And uh, yeah, order your ticket and enjoy the night. So that's uh, that's uh, all the amateur stuff. And what we'll do now, we'll look forward to the Wigan game on Saturday. It's So, Salford Devils face Wigan on Saturday at the AGA Bell Stadium. First game in front of the fans and another test for Richard Marshall's men, Paul. Yeah, I mean, ironically, 14 months ago, it was uh, it was Wigan who we played, wasn't it, at the AGA Bell and, and stormed back and, and won that game in a comeback it was, wasn't it, if we remember rightly. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a tough fixture. This. I don't think Wigan have been hitting the heights recently, have they? I mean, I listened to a bit of the... The match on uh, on Monday um, on the on the, the radio replays and what have you their game against against Lee and um, they were losing ten in that game I believe and sixteen all at half time and ran away with it in the second half but no we're giving a bit of a stern test there so I caught a bit of the game in the cup they played against Hull didn't think they played that well in that game either so yeah, there's there's flaws in their game I think there's the stuff that we can exploit and Richard Marshall have been studying videos won't we, and things like that and and yeah I don't think we're gonna are at St. Helens' level at the moment. You know, I, I was very, very impressed with St. Helens on Monday, especially that second half. 
the way they played. So, yeah, this is a game we've got to be targeting now. I think we've you've got three matches against Saints, Wigan and Warrington. We need to win one of them, at least, I think. And this is a, this is a big, big game for us now. I mean, you, you said to me on the radio on Sunday about us making the playoffs. The million-dollar question, Paul, do you think they'll make the playoffs? And we've got to start winning. You know, if we're going to make playoffs and finish in the top six, you've got to start winning matches. We're behind the eight ball already, aren't we? You know, Hulking Sorov's got three wins already. So we, we need to start winning. I think with the crowds coming back on Saturday, this gives us an ideal opportunity now to kickstart our season and, uh, you know, give Richard Marshall a bit of a, a leg up. As I mentioned last week, he's not played a match in front of a crowd yet, as he on in front of the Salford supporters. So let's hope he gets a good welcome and, uh, and we can get a result. Yeah, Parker. I asked Paul on, on Salford City Radio Sports Zone whether Salford will make the playoffs and now I'll take this opportunity to ask you, Parker. Will, do you think Salford will make the playoffs this year? Sorry, Rob, couldn't hear you. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be brutally honest. As it stands, no. Uh, I think not just our form at the moment in terms of not scoring enough. I think that's going to that's got to change. Uh, but I think the other teams have surprised me a little bit. Certainly, like Paul said, whole KR, I, I didn't have them down for wins at all. But the, the, even the games they've lost, they've been really unlucky. Wakefield, their endeavour against Leeds the other night, deserved two points and they were harshly punished for, for something that I, I still don't agree with. I think the referee got badly wrong and I think they've had a couple of them. Whereas we've not, in the Cup, we were close against against Casper. Other than that, we've not had them performances. And so, as it stands, no, I've got to be honest. But, like I said before, it only takes two or three wins in a short period of time and the whole thing's flipped on its head. Yeah. Another team may get injuries, lose form, whatever. You know, we, we need, we've been unlucky, like I said to you before. We've lost so many players in key positions constantly. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Levette went before the game last week and uh, then you lose, uh, you lose Akers and then Brown and then Sargentson through suspension going into another week. Where does it stop? And we need that. We need to get the, the best team on the park, and then we've got we've got a chance. And before the season, we all we all three was you know we all thought we had a great chance of finishing, even you know as high as probably top six. Mm. As it is, we've had a tough start. I said before we played Saints twice. That's not fair uh, in your opening six games. That's not how it should be. Um, we could do with getting rid of this loop fixture to start with, but um, th- th- there are games to come that are going to be winnable. Um, as for this week. Like Paul said, Saints are uh, Wigan aren't Saints, but they they also don't lose and they don't concede that many. They, I find Wigan more methodical, more machine-like, if you like, mm. in what they do. They have a structure and they stick to it. They, not always that off-the-cuff play, and yet they've got players, as we well know, that that are good at that. You know, Jacko being there and mm. um, French and people like that who can just turn a game on its head in in, in a split second. But I think they 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 have a, a structure. And they stick to it really well, and they'll grind you down. And if if we don't control the ball like we, we've not been doing, and we keep giving it, and then again they'll we'll be on our knees in the last you know twenty minutes of the game, and they they could do some serious damage. However, I will say they are beatable from what I've seen of them. They do have weaknesses, like Paul said. You know, Lee have exploited it twice in both the, both their meetings. They they've got to great starts and. Lee, as I said before, I don't want really, to you know sound awful to them, but they, they haven't got what we perhaps got in in the squad. They're you know they've got some decent individuals and they start well, but they can't sustain that. I think we're in a better better position than that. We've got really good players, even though we are missing players. Um, 
and, and if Wigan don't do you know do everything right and maybe playing in front of a crowd might who knows it might affect them as well. Mm. Um, but you've always got a chance. We're at home. It's a big big game. This we get anything out of this, you know what? Like like this time last year it could be a turning point. Yeah, and uh, hopefully it won't be. You know, if we do, there won't be a global pandemic following day. Um, to, to end it all again but uh, yeah no I, I think they are beatable but they're a fantastic team uh, and again just got to look they haven't been beaten yet um, but it will happen at some point yeah big big games against big teams create big moments and say we say we beat Wigan opportunity to get a roll on I, I don't think the playoffs are too far away I'm, I, I'm confident if we can string a few wins together momentum builds Paul, and, and then who knows what might happen. I, I'm confident in this bunch of players we've got. Um, Richard Marshall's kind of working his magic. We know defensively we're, we're, we're quite sound. We're, we're trying to get the, the cogs moving uh, attacking-wise, and that'll come. I spoke to Parky before before you came on on air. You know, we've got options in, in that, in that uh, centre-field uh, position, and you're kind of hoping that, It'll, it'll click uh, soon, and then and then we've got the strike players out wide, uh, like say Ken Seo and, and Joe Burgess and Reese Williams, who, who will will score tries. Uh, Callum Watkins, if if these boys get good service, they'll 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 score tries. Um, so I'm just hoping, like I say, we, we get we get a good result against Wigan uh, at weekend, and then that gives an opportunity to build on from there. Yeah, that that's what you're looking for at the moment. I think. You Parkin nailed it there when he said about Wigan, the structure they play to. That's something we're not doing at the moment. There doesn't seem to be any structure about our play. Attacking-wise, it's very much off the cuff, and it has been all season. We don't seem to play into a game plan, and that's where I think we're missing out. I was chatting to a few supporters this week on the WhatsApp and what have you, and we were saying um, we've got a cracking bat line. We've got two of the best centres in the league. We've got CEO, we've got Joe Burgess to come in. Reese Williams, who I think has been tremendous. I thought he had a cracking game again on uh, on Monday. I know he's a winger and he's not like a match winner, but the amount of work he gets through, he's, he's a proper steady head. He never does anything wrong, works his socks off, never drops the ball. So you've got really reliable three quarters, but they never get any service. They never get any ball. So I know Kevin Brown went off injured, but for me, the Lola here situation, not really... I don't know. He's not working at the moment. And I mean, too, he's a good player and he does some good stuff, but I don't know, gone missing a lot of games and not really stamped his authority on it. And we need that at the ball. We need that sort of structure. So, yeah, we are waiting for this to happen, but, you know, is it going to happen? So we'll wait and see. I don't think Richard Marshall has sussed out his, his spine, really, has he yet? And I mean, the hooking role for me has been a tough <laughs> one because you've had injuries. Andy Akers has been injured. We've tried Danny Addy there. You've never really had a guy who's nailed it down. We, we like uh, Ackers, but then he's injured. He got suspended. So that's been that's been a struggle. And just while we're talking about suspensions, Dan Sargent in three matches. That Peter Matauti did the same thing against us for Cass. We didn't get a penalty. I think we got a penalty in the game. We didn't get banned for it. So where's the consistency? And while we're talking about referees, it's funny. Um, <laughs> when I went to the Saints game on Monday, um, I went into Costa for a brew before the game and Scott Nicolaus just walked in and he sort of said hi to me and he came and sat down and I don't know who he knew who I was but he started talking and said oh are you going to the match and he said yeah I'm, I'm the, the touch judge and then Liam Moore came in then and he sat down and I was having a bit of a chat with him about about things and about the video referee and it was funny to hear what they were saying and they were sort of saying to me it's been great we know crowds in 
and he says we're dreading the crowds coming back because <laughs> we've had it really really easy um, so so yeah so I don't like to blame referees for bits and pieces but yeah that's not helped as the suspension to, to Dan Sargent this week as well so uh, but yeah I, I'm like you two guys like you said Rob big games bring out big things don't we and that for me last season that game against Wigan did seem to turn us round. I know it was locked down, didn't we, the country? But when we came back, we seemed to kick on, didn't we? We, we stuffed all of them and we, we had a decent run then. So Wigan, notoriously, over the years, 80s, 90s, we, we, we beat Wigan with some really poor teams sometimes. I mean, I remember beating them twice in a week, I think, in 91, something like that. So players can raise the game for this. If you can't raise your game for a game against Wigan, St. Helens, it seems like that, well, you're wasting your time, aren't you? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Um, return of the crowds, Parker. You know we've we've talked about that. Uh, how how exciting it is. Um, it makes you wonder how it's going to be because obviously it won't be a full house. Uh, mostly Salford, a bit of Wigan, and we kind of hoping that, that there's a decent atmosphere. Yeah, look, it go either way, can it? If we get to a bad start, it, you know the the players are going to wish that. The lockdown was still on, <laughs> you know. Like you mentioned there, Paul mentioned referees. They've had it so easy for the last twelve mm. months. I think they deserve it right now. I think we, we have to give yeah. them straight away whether they've done anything wrong or not. Um, as I said before, I thought uh, I thought Liam Moore was uh, a little bit generous with the uh, the Saints sort of ten meters back the other night. I thought they were they were very quick. I'll say that when they, when they were in defence, but not taken away from them. they were brilliant Saints. So let's you know leave that behind. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for the players. We get up to a good start. The crowd get behind them. We we know we've we've never you know in the last 30, 40 years we've never had big crowds really, but we know how to get behind a team. Mm. You know the players will tell you that, uh, and away fans, away players have never really liked playing in front of us. Um, and like I say, it might be four hundred Wigan fans. That's quite a lot. That's more than we you know take to a lot of grounds. That's that's a lot of fans. Um, so they'll be you know they'll be making a bit of noise. They'll be behind their team. It'd be great to see everybody back, give each other a bit of banter, and. Um, it's how the players adapt. I mean, play behind closed doors and hopefully they won't need to take any criticism from us um, and, and they can just get on with it. But just going back to what Paul said there about, about to it, I, I agree entirely. He's, he's, not, he's not got involved enough in games so far this season. But my, my thought on it is that, he's, for me, he's not, he's not a player that plays well in a structure. He is an individual. He's not that link-up player. The best, the best we saw of him was with Jacko. No doubt about that. Every, you know, Jacko took that pressure away of the game management side of things. Mm. Kev tries it. I'm not sure in every game he's managed it. Kev, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe being 36 years of age isn't, you know, isn't helping him so much. And I don't think that helps. But a lot of the time, what, what I'm finding when it gets to to two years, he's either looking for that magic ball, yeah, or that kick again the other night that he did where Theo went down the other end and scored, mm. or he's he seems afraid to let the ball go and thinks I've got to take responsibility and have a go myself. And Black Paul said after he caught that, getting the ball in good positions again, you've got to get out of your own half and hold the ball for five tackles. But um, I, I think I think two he needs that taken out. I think he just needs to be told. Go and play. Go and enjoy yourself. Do what you do. I mean, we, we watched him for Tonga against England and Australia, what, a year and a half ago, whatever it was. What what series? He was brilliant. You know, you're tearing the Australians apart, you're doing something right. Mm. You know, and he left England, he, he led England a merry dance, didn't he? So, he's definitely got it. I think he's a confidence player. And I think at the moment, we're not winning. Your confidence goes. 
so he needs he needs a bit from from those around him. It'd be interesting this week to see who plays scrum half. I, I would presume Deck Patton will come in, and whether that's a different uh, you know a different setup altogether. Um, it'd be interesting to see. But I like I like Tui, and I think he's a, you know he's obviously got the quality, but we're just not getting out of him right now. And I don't think either of the halfbacks are really. I'm not. I'm not going to go at Brown as such, but I don't think they've they've hit them heights that we would expect from them yet. And they're they're the hub of what we do week in week out. Without them, and obviously, like Paul said again, without a hook, a consistent hooker, we we are going to struggle, especially going forward. Where does confidence go, Parkett? That was nearly podcast bingo, there, Paul. Nearly. Yeah. I mean, all the music says that, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I've got. He said, he said game management, though. He did. I heard him say he game did. management. He did. We, really, I need to have, like, a, and the board I can sort of draw on. Now we're on the video. You need a bell or something. A bell, can... yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've been writing down. <laughs> just, just cliches. I've just written them down, crossed them off as I've gone through. That's what it's all. So I do that every week, parking. It's fine. See, <laughs> been watching Sky too much over the last 12 months while we've been locked in. This is all it. All the I'll start talking like Barry and Terry in a minute. <laughs> you don't want that. Um, so, yeah. Score predictions. Uh, Paul? What's your what's your thought process on that? I know you like to write it on the back of the the League Express. Have, have we got the pen out yet? The League Express is in my van. Oh. Um, I've been reading. Well, I've been reading. I never, I never get a dinner break anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, did I put down? No, I can't remember what I said. Um, do you know what? I was chatting to my dad about it. Um, I've got some. I tell you what, I've got now. I've got some AirPods, uh, and they're brilliant because yeah. when I've been to the match now. I can put them in and I can phone my dad on the way home and discuss the game for him all the way home. So, because uh, he watched it on his, his iPad, he watched it on the Our League app. And we were saying about the Wigan game, uh, and he was sort of saying to me, I don't know if we can score enough points. So, if we need to beat Wigan, you're probably going to need to score 20 points, 24 points. Okay. And can we score that many points? So, I'm going to back Salt because I always do. I'm not like Parky who, uh, who backs yeah. someone here, then on the prediction league goes against us. <laughs> 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 But uh, no, I'm going to go. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, I'm going to say the magical 24. It's all for 24. Yeah. We're getting 18. 24 18. Is there a story behind that, Paul? No, not really, mate. I think it's going to rain, isn't it, on the weekend? It rains every day, doesn't it? I think. I know, you're so the weatherman. Tell them what, what, what's your app say? Well, I remember on Monday thinking to myself, oh, it's peeing it now. We might have a chance tonight against St. Helens. And then when I got to St. Helens, it was bold rain <laughs> cracking the flag. So, so no, no, there's no story behind it, mate. 24 18. Parker, what's your, what's your prediction? What's your thought process? Right, well, I'm on film now, so I'm going to have to lie to both of you <laughs> um, and say, yeah, I think we'll win. Um, <laughs> I, I find it highly difficult that we will, but I'd have probably said that 12 months ago when we did, or wherever it was, when we did beat them. So yeah. I'm going to go 23-22. 23-22. Uh, and it's going to be a deck pattern drop goal uh, <laughs> with about five minutes to go. And then we're going to defend Valley like we do on our try line and keep them out. We'll take that, 23-22. I'm going to go for a rousing Salford victory, rowed on by a couple of thousand Salford fans. Um, It's going to click. It's going to click well. I'm going to go Salford 38, Wigan 12, Paul. 
I don't, uh, I don't think Wigan can see 38 very often, do they? Where did you pull uh, that one from? Well, I've got a feeling. It's, it's, I've got a feeling we're going to find find some, you know, the fans yeah. there, cheers and noise, and the players will gate lift the game. Um, yeah, I can't say anything but a, a 38-12 win, Parker. Oh, very good. I, I, I think we're all in, you know, full agreement. We'd love that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but see if we get another stuff in. It doesn't happen nearly enough for anybody. Um, <laughs> I think, like I said before, to, to beat Wigan, we, we're going to have to be spot on. We're going to have to be perfect in, in virtually every aspect. But uh, we've just got to get, I don't know what the word is, but we've got to be more critical in attack. We've got to hold the ball for sets. And grind them down because they'll be there as fit as, as fiddles anyway. They'll stay in the game all the way through, and they'll make us work for it. Um, keep Jacko quiet. That's that's the first thing, and and build from there. They've got a big pack, but so have we. You know, we've got some big lads in there who, who are doing doing okay. Um, so it can happen. And like I say, fans are back. It's an early kickoff. People, you know, the, the players won't be in their usual routine. You know, a Friday night kickoff or whatever it is. Twelve one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Not not usual. So anything can happen, and who knows? It might get our day. Yeah, well, we're hoping for for a Salford win. Quite enjoyed this uh, this podcast, uh, Paul. I know you came in in late, keeping the economy going. But uh, was it easier or more difficult with uh, with the the video? I prefer it because you can see what what you guys are doing. I think I don't think you talk over each other, and plus it's just nice in it to. To see your faces, I mean, oh. I've, not, I've, not seen you. I've not seen Rob since that week game. I haven't seen <laughs> since the week game. And I can't remember the last time I seen you, Parky. To be honest, it, we're not been in twenty games, have we? So, um, so yeah, no, it'd be good to see you both on Saturday. Um, what are we doing Saturday? Are we doing a reporting on Saturday or the crack? We'll have to see. I suppose. Are you commentating? Uh, well, no, it's not. It's an our league thing, isn't it? So, ah, right, okay. it'll probably, I'll probably just. I don't know really. I'd probably do a report, maybe like a video. It's kind of it's kind of experimenting really because obviously I think the R, R League runs until round ten. Um, so after that, we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens, won't we? Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. Parker, uh, it's going to be good fun, very exciting. Fans back. Uh, yeah, great stuff. And mm. have you quite enjoyed the the video experience, Parker? I have, I have indeed. Yeah, I was a little bit, uh, a little bit worried when I when I walked in this room and thought it just looks like a builder's yard. Um, what am I <laughs> going to do? Um, but yeah, uh, a little bit of, uh, I don't know. It looks good, Parker. Whatever you it's, would it's call that. Bit out, of, out of all our and, our efforts, uh, you know, yeah, I've got a nice picture no, of the good. old uh, uh, Challenge Cup program there. But you know, the chance. looking for more off you next week, Paul. Yeah, I've literally just got him, mate. Took my shoes off and took myself <laughs> on the couch. My house is full of boxes, though, because we're moving, aren't we? We're supposed to be moving any day, so uh, there's, no, there's hardly any furniture knocking about or anything, so just literally sat in the front room. Everyone, <laughs> I've packed, packed everybody off upstairs to bed, so uh, I've, I've dived down here, because I know uh, before uh, I was in bed on Sunday night doing the radio, you're right, I was actually yeah. I was a bit tired. <laughs> so I made an effort and sat on the couch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've quite. I've really enjoyed it. Really, I've really enjoyed. Obviously, it's a different, different aspect when you can see people, and uh, yeah, that might give us more, more content as well because you can show things maybe and things like that. And don't forget, if you are listening to it, you can be able to watch it on YouTube in, the, in over the next couple of days. Uh, can't, can't thank you enough for for supporting us. 
um, you know, through the years and, and, and this year in particular, we've had record listeners and, and we're hoping it will con- continue. Um, so big thanks for, for joining us on, this, on uh, this podcast. Uh, Abraham Parkinson, you can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD, SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and now YouTube. See you next week for more Salford Sporting Chat.